0: if you are a kid, you can come on up here. I have a special story for you and then a special gift. So if you're a kid or consider yourself a kid and want to sit on the floor, you can come on up. <laughs> There's stairs right over here. Kids can sit right here where you can see, hopefully you can hear me. I'm losing my voice. Any other kids want to come up? Big kid. <laughs> All right, my story today is called The Crippled Lamb. Once upon a time, there lived a little lamb named Joshua. He was white with black spots, black feet, and sad eyes. Josh had been born with one leg that didn't work right. He always limped when he walked. When he watched the other lambs run and play, Josh felt sad and alone. Except when Abigail was around. Who do you think Abigail is? I think Abigail's the cow. See, Abigail was Josh's best friend. She would spend hours with Josh, telling him stories. When Josh got sad, Abigail would say, don't be sad, little Joshua. God has a special place for those who feel left out. Josh wanted to believe her, but some days he just felt alone. One day, the shepherds decided to take the lambs to the next valley where there was more grass. Josh hobbled over and took his place at the edge of the group. Go back, slow poke, the other sheep called. We'll never get there if we have to wait on you. Let's see. Then he heard the shepherd's voice. They are right, little Joshua. The trip is too long for you. Go and spend the night in the stable. Never had Joshua felt so left out. A tear slipped out of his eye and rolled down his nose. Don't be sad, little Joshua, said Abigail. God has a special place for those who feel left out. The two friends walked together to the stable. After eating some hay, Joshua lay down and closed his eyes. Soon, Josh was asleep. He dreamed of running and jumping just like the other sheep. He dreamed of being in a place where he never felt left out. Suddenly, strange noises woke him up. Abigail, he whispered. Wake up. Someone's in here. Do you sleep on hay? No. (laughs) Josh and Abigail were surprised to see the baby lying on some fresh hay in the feed box. The baby was crying. He was cold. His mother picked the baby up and put him on the hay next to her. Then Josh remembered his own soft, warm wool. Timidly, he walked over and curled up close to the baby. Thank you, little lamb, the baby's mother said softly. This baby's name is Jesus, he is God's son. About that time, a man entered the stable carrying some rags to cover the baby. Look, Joseph, this little lamb has kept the new king warm. Just then there was another noise at the door. It was the shepherds who had left Joshua behind. We heard the angels, they began. Joshua, do you know who this baby is? He does now, the young mother answered. She looked at Joshua and smiled. God has heard your prayers, little lamb. The baby is the answer. Joshua looked down at the baby. Somehow he knew this was a special child and this was a special moment. Had he been like the other sheep, he would have been in the valley but since he was different, he was in the stable, among the first to welcome Jesus into the world. Joshua walked back and took his place beside Abigail. You were right, he told her. God does have a special place for me. And God has a special place just for you, even when you feel left out. He has a special plan just for you. The end. All right, we have a special gift for you.
1: That mourns in lonely exile here until the sun. spirits by thine advent here disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadows pour
2: It great that in the midst of all that is happening in the world or that may happen, we have a reason for good news. The good news will never be found in a newspaper. The good news will never be found in world peace. The good news will never be found in man's achievements or science, medical. The good news is simply this the love of one. God so loved the world that he gave. It's very easy to get caught up with everything that is happening in the world. I'm going to just briefly read a passage of scripture to you out of 1 John chapter 4. Maybe not a typical verse that we would read for Christmas, but I believe is apropos. You know, there's no doubt that this year has been an incredible year of tragedy and bad news. But it does us good to remember the reason for the hope that we have. You know, Jill and I were having a discussion on uh, why, why we celebrate on December twenty fifth? I've I've heard all the discussions. I'm not here to tell you whether you were whether you celebrate Christmas on the twenty fifth and how you do it. Uh, I, I you know I think sometimes we get so caught up in meaningless argument that it's foolishness to me. Here is the point. Jill and I talked about, you know, if you had a child and you had a birthday for this child and everybody was going to be away during the week on the Wednesday of that child's birthday, you would move that birthday to whatever date would be available so everyone could be there and celebrate with him. Please do not get hung up on whether Christ was born on the 25th of December. The important thing is not the day. The important thing is that we have gathered here to say that event of his birth has changed the course of history forever. And so it brings us to another question, why? And we're going to answer that, but I'm going to read the scripture first. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this way, the love of God was revealed to us. That God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we must also love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us, and his love is perfected in us. Brings another question that maybe has been talked about, and that is, why we hear God so loved the world But truly, the the question we really grapple with, especially if any of you think of your own faults and sins as I do in my life, I think, God, why? And I, I believe the answer to the question is answered by God himself in his word, but not audibly by something he spoke. It's answered in God's word based on the fact that he has revealed himself as who he is. It is in the fact of who he is. See, all that we know about love or about anything else in our lives is always based out of our earthly nature And based on our five senses and our carnal, earthly life on this earth, that is our why. Even scripture says we love him because he first loved us. But see, God is not like us. He came, Emmanuel, to be with us. But he was not us. He was born of a virgin, a very important point of Christmas. He was immaculately conceived by God. And so God does not respond. God is. Did you hear me? Everything we do is a response based on And that's our earthly nature that's our carnal nature now we're going to talk about praise God when we're born again we want to start responding in the spirit not in our flesh but as we look and we talk about Emmanuel God with us this is a very important thing we respond to everything around us God does not respond God is He said in Exodus chapter 3, verse number 14 to Moses, I am that I am. It was because of who he is. And may I say that he did not act or respond out of anything that we are aware of. He acted out of who he is. That is the answer to the why question. God so loved the world because God is love. God is love. He so loved that he gave his one and only son this love ought to mark us forever his spirit having purchased us and redeemed us the gospel of john verse 35 of chapter 13 says this by all by this all men will know that you are my disciples by your love, one for another. See, God is love. But because he didn't just save us, he has placed his spirit in us, we have, if we rely on him, if we yield to him, an ability to participate in that divine nature and have that same agape sacrificial, unconditional love toward our fellow man and toward one another. It will never be brought about by our five senses or by us responding to someone. We respond to people based on uh, external things. Well and and that's again who the who we are. But I think it does us all good to remember the why of John 3:16. God is and that's why he loved. God is and that's why we celebrate today. Bow your head with me this morning. Lord, what an awesome, incredible thought that because you are, we are blessed. Lord, truly, no greater statement has ever been made by you I am that I am. Lord, thank you. That is our reason for hope. It is our reason for joy. It is our reason we celebrate because light and life has been brought to us eternally because of who you are. I just want to encourage you this morning, if you've come here and maybe you've never been to North Lake before, I want to give you just an opportunity to respond to the gospel. The Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's the reason Jesus came. There's not one person, not one on the face of the earth that will ever get to the Father any other way but by Jesus. That's what the Word of God says. His blood is the only way. And it's as simple as accepting God's plan Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's as simple as that. So I want to encourage you, if you're here and you've never called on the name of Jesus... You don't need to wait. You don't need to have uh, a religious experience. In fact, I've often said here at North Lake, religion will kill you. But relationship with Jesus will change your life and set you free. If you're here, it's just as simple as saying, Jesus, I confess you with my mouth. And I believe in my heart that God has raised you from the dead. Forgive me, Jesus, of my sins right now. Come into my heart and help me to live for you by your spirit that you place in me according to your word. It's as simple as that. The Bible says, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Praise the Lord. I want to encourage you, if you prayed that prayer today, I would love to talk to you after service or you'd please fill out one of the cards that is in front of you and let us know because we would love to follow it up and uh, we are so thrilled you are joining here with us this morning on this awesome Christmas Eve morning, but we are getting ready to do some other things. We are going to celebrate the light coming into the world like we do so many times, and so we're going to prepare for that, Uh, and uh, again, thank you for being here. It is our our honor and privilege to have you here, and we're going to get ready now to prepare. As we are getting ready to uh, have the lights turned down and, and do the lighting of the candle, I do want to read one other p- p- place in Scripture. And that is the book of John. It's not going to be a lot of verses, but I believe very significant Verses 9 through 14 says this. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was created through him yet the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. Yet to all who received him He gave the power to become sons of God to those who believed in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We saw his glory. The glory as the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Thank you, Danica and Spencer. That was absolutely beautiful. So I think as we get ready to to turn the house lights up and sing and I just want to share some final thoughts. However, you are celebrating whatever decorations or whatever you've done at your home that isn't nearly as important as you really understanding why. Why? Don't ever let go of the fact that light, the Son of God, Emmanuel, God in the flesh, has been born unto us. And because of it, our sins have been removed forever. It is the greatest news we've ever heard. Let that be your why this Christmas.
3: Well, we're going to sing and uh, close with a classic. Classic chorus, Christmas chorus that you guys are all probably familiar with. We did a modern rendition of it in the actual worship set, but we're gonna sing, oh come, all ye faithful. So if you'll just stand with us today, we're just gonna dismiss and singing this Christmas carol together. Oh come all ye faithful, and joyful and trying. me nee. joining us at NLC this morning for this wonderful uh, Christmas Eve service. We're glad you are here with us. Go out and share the good news as the shepherds did so that the joy can be truly to the world. Amen.